in the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week on Building the Bakken Radio, the most trusted energy brand in the Bakken today. As I mentioned a moment ago, Building the Bakken is part of the Crude Life Media Network, and we're not a political program, rather an informational brand. No polarizing talk, just conversations about the facts of the energy industry. Here at the Crude Life Media Network, we generate positive energy. With programs like Building the Bakken, we're able to tell the stories about the people, the communities, and the companies, all those that are involved with the energy industry, the ones who are living the evolution of the Bakken oil field and the oil and gas industry. On today's episode of Building the Bakken Radio, we have our weekly Davis Refinery update. Of course, the Davis Refinery, first greenfield refinery being built in the United States in the last 50 years, and it's going to happen in Belfield, North Dakota, right out on the edge of the Bakken, right off the interstate, so it's going to be easy to come, easy to go, very good location for it. And William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, spearheading the Davis Refinery. He's our weekly Davis Refinery update. Of course, we are so invested in the Davis Refinery because we believe in the jobs, the economic activity, and just some of the opportunity that it is going to bring Western North Dakota. It's going to be remarkable, absolutely remarkable. This is going to be an historic event happening. You're witnessing it right now, folks. It's going to be read about in history books. And, of course, that's why we cover it every week right here. And this week, the CEO of the Meridian Energy Group, William Prentice. Jeff Simon joins us a little later in the program, Executive Director for the Western Dakota Energy Association. They have their annual meeting coming up around the corner, so we always check in with the Executive Director from the Western Dakota Energy Association, especially when it's annual meeting time. Love their annual meeting. This year, it's in Newtown. Going to have it at the casino this year. Uh, Jeff Simon joins us a little bit later, gives us a rundown of some of the speakers, some of the topics, some of the issues happening in the industry. So even if you don't attend the annual meeting, the interview with Jeff Simon will be well worth your while uh, if you are an energy enthusiast or you just want to kind of find out what's going on in the energy world. And then uh, to conclude this program, awesome interview with Nicholas Burris with Magna Burris uh, oil and gas. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the Illinois Basin. We're going to leave the Bakken, go to the Illinois Basin because there's a company out of Wyoming and they have figured out a way to to drill a well for $75,000. Of course, up in the Bakken, it's anywhere from say six to $10 million to uh, drill a well. And down in the Illinois Basin in Kentucky and Indiana, uh, they are figuring it out for 75 grand. So kind of a fun interview a little bit later. Good investment opportunity if somebody's looking at getting the oil and gas business. Uh, they do take on investors for this. So, uh, yeah, if somebody wants to invest in the oil and gas industry, listen a little bit later on to Nicholas Burris with Magna Burris Oil. All right, we have all that plus much more on today's episode of Building the Bakken Radio. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, 
President of the United Way of Cass Clay says about Hatch Coaching. When you get to know Eric, and he is so willing to share with you how growing up, you know, his life was impacted by an outstanding mom um, and the challenges that he may be faced. When he's willing to open up and talk about those things, you're immediately drawn in. And that's that vulnerability um, that I think that he has said, he has publicly said, it's okay to be yourself. Um, and it's, it's okay for you to make mistakes along the way. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, our weekly Davis Refinery interview, and we talk with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group. Uh, and an ongoing uh, action on the water authorization permit. So, you know, these things are ongoing. Uh, what you said earlier about uh, somebody at our firm having said this is the new normal, uh, yeah, we... We acknowledge that uh, it's just simply a, a fact of life these days that you get all your permits and you start your litigation phase, and typically that's going to be for quite a while. So we're just facing up to that. Yeah, I thought that new normal was an interesting term because I have noticed, like I said, you know, anything from a, it seems like a pipeline to you know all the way up to a refinery seems like there's some challenging. But the way I look at that is that. Um, it seems like, you know, that's the new norm, but when what happens in the end when complaints get dismissed and projects move ahead, it almost seems like it's a validation process that, um, you know, in your case, you guys were right with some of your uh, clean technology, some of your innovation that, you know, you've, you've brought in working with your partners, that sort of thing. Have you guys talked about that at all, about, you know, either from a local level as far as, some of the people that are getting validation that a lot of what you guys talked about is really coming to fruition in terms of you guys were kind of saying this all along, even though the complaints came in, they've been dismissed and it kind of validates what you guys are saying. Is that kind of crossed your mind at all? Well, it's, it just makes you feel a lot more secure in the way that, that we approach these projects and, uh, you know, the fact that it's a new normal means that at every stage during the process, you you simply have to assume that whatever you're doing is going to end up being discussed in a court of law someday, and you conduct yourself differently. And it increases the price of everything. It increases the schedule of every project. But it does make you much more careful. Uh, case in point, our air quality permit, uh, which we received uh, back in June, uh, was immediately appealed, and you know that took us uh, about well twenty months to get that permit from the first filing. Um, an enormous amount of effort went into the engineering that backs up everything that we've said during that process. Uh, the health department spent a tremendous amount of, of money, man hours, investigating everything that we decided that we could achieve to make sure that it was validated. And then on top of that, you know, we have a lot of legal man hours 
uh, to ensure that everything was done correctly, not only just in compliance with the regulations themselves, but uh, the entire process was had to be done perfectly. Uh, little things like the fact that we went out for public comments, of course, under the Health Department Rules and Regulations. To listen to the full-length interview with William Prentice with the Meridian Energy Group or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Building the Bakken is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of our social media links are available at thecrudelife.com. 350,000 followers, part of our Crude Life Media Network. Go to the social media tab at thecrudelife.com and check out our social media network. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. You're my pineapple, baby, let me be your mango man. You're my pineapple, baby, let me be your mango man. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Jeff Simon, Executive Director for the Western Dakota Energy Association. I'm Jeff Simon, the Executive Director of the Western Dakota Energy Association. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this uh, week here on the Crude Life Programming. And I love this time of year because uh, we get to uh, visit with uh, individuals like yourself. And I remember visiting with Vicki Steiner every year, too, uh, about your guys' annual meeting coming up. And I love the annual meetings because it kind of gives us a, a, a time to recap and then go ahead and use that information and look ahead at, you know, 2019 or the next year. So, uh, first of all, let, let's get some of the uh, information on where and when and just kind of some of those details on when is your guys' annual meeting coming up? All right, our annual meeting is uh, going to open at 1 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, November 7th, and uh, it runs through uh, early afternoon on November 8th, Wednesday and Thursday, November 7th, 8th, and we are going to be at Four Bears Resort and Casino at Newtown. Oh, great. That should be fun. I mean, so people, they've got the gambling there and everything? Well, they do. If you uh, you choose to partake, you would have that opportunity, certainly. Well, you know, people coming in from out of town, you know, you got to offer some different entertainment. I was going to ask you, did some of these cities ever bid on you guys like, like a Super Bowl? Because I know it's been in Dickinson and Williston, and, you know, you, I know you guys try to uh, hit a new town all the time. Do, do any of the economic developers or anything bid on you, or chambers bid on you guys like a Super Bowl? Well, we don't we don't exactly bid it. I mean, we 
we just kind of try to do our best to move it around a little bit. We were at Watford City in 2016, Dickinson last year, and, you know, it was time to move north again, so we were looking for a location in the north, and, um, uh, you know, the, the, the Four Bears facility is uh, certainly large enough to accommodate us with uh, a small trade show. We've got a few exhibitors lined up, and um, probably, uh, you know, expect 100 or 125 folks to register for the meeting. Not large, but uh, a good-sized crowd. Yeah, but it's it's a crowd of of you know experts. It's a crowd of veterans. It's a crowd of people that are you know in the industry. And quite honestly, re- representing some pretty big players out in the box. And I, I've been to uh, I think three or four of the annual meetings. And so you know you're talking about you know a, a good number of well let's, we'll call it a wealth of information. So uh, the, one of the things that I really liked about uh, your guys' annual meeting. I, it's the Western Dakota Energy Association. Yes. Okay. Uh, some sorry. Sometimes I get it. Uh, my, my my acronyms mixed up. So, uh, is is the presenters? Um, generally, you guys are offering some really good information, and then if you sometimes you even got a panel of uh, some of the oil companies, that sort of thing. Well, what do you guys got planned this year in terms of maybe some themes or uh, some speakers of note? Well, I don't know that we have a theme necessarily, but I tell you what, Jason, I am really pleased with the way the uh, the agenda came together. We've got, uh, as you say, some uh, some pretty high power, high powered or influential folks in the industry. The uh, the event is a day and a kind of a day and a half this year. Um, we've it's the first time we've done that in a while, just to give uh, you know give time to all the different topics and. Uh, I'll just give you a, a you know an opening of the first day here. We're going to start out uh, talking about truck permitting issues, movement of oversized trucks, and there's a lot of them out there in the Bakken, of course. Um, and there have been some issues with it, you know, about uh, you know whether uh, you know you stay on the state highway or you get pushed off on the county road sometimes. Um, so we'll have a little bit of a discussion about the issues that have surrounded the truck permitting system. Where uh, uh, we operate the uh, the system for the counties in the oil producing region and we're now in the process of expanding that system statewide um, and uh, making some significant enhancements to it. Uh, we're going to have uh, a routable mapping system so basically the trucking industry in western North Dakota and the, the entire state eventually will have uh, what we call a Google Maps for trucks. Um, trucks can't necessarily go everywhere that a car can and, but this, this uh, mapping system is going to take them around some of those restricted areas if it's a narrow bridge or you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so that'll open the conference. And then uh, the second half of the afternoon will be devoted to uh, gas capture and uh, some of the issues we've had with flaring. We're going to have a panel um, that includes folks from Oasis, One Oak, and Crestwood uh, talking about some of their investments in the state. Um, I mean, substantial investments in pipeline and gas processing infrastructure have been happening. Uh, we'll also have, uh, you know, an update from Justin Kringstad from the North Dakota Pipeline Authority looking forward to, you know, what we're going to need in terms of pipeline capacity to address some of these issues. Um, so that, uh, that's kind of the afternoon where we'll, we'll uh, conclude it with uh, Brent Lonis, uh, who's uh, head of North Dakota, North Dakota Operations for Hess Corporation, uh, kind of giving a rundown on, um, you know, the latest research into leak detection technology to avoid uh, and prevent uh some of the leaks, pipeline leaks that, uh, you know, have, have uh, unfortunately occurred. Um, technology can solve just about anything, and they're really looking at some promising new ideas. You know, the leak detention, uh, detection 
is uh, very interesting because of the UAS industry, how those two are going to really work together. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if that's going to be discussed at your guys' conference or not, but I know that's, you know, that's coming down the line, that sort of thing, um, just marrying those two industries together so uh, leak detection can be seen from the 5,000-foot view, uh, so to speak. So uh, I wrote down the truck permitting system and the gas capture. I wanted to ask you a couple follow-up questions on that. Uh, of course, the trucks, you, you know, they're, they're extremely vital to the Bakken's um, economy, you know, whether it's getting the, the, the liquids there or the liquids out of there. And, you know, when I was in out there in the western North Dakota, the, the muck roads were kind of making the news a little bit. Uh, they'd slide off, that sort of thing. Um, talk to me a little bit about some of those. Are, are those roads getting, getting um, I guess, redone? Some of those, some of those uh, roads that could just slide off when, when, when it rains, that sort of thing. Was that uh, in, in, in this study at all? I mean, because some of those roads were a little bit out, out of date. Does that make sense at all? Well, a little bit, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a challenge. I mean, uh, you know, you look, look at some of the, the counties out there. Um, they're not just um, uh, maintaining existing roads or improving existing roads. In a lot of cases, counties are still building roads and the industry in some cases is contributing to that some of the you know in some cases the industry has built its own roads to serve well paths but it, you know it's it's an ongoing uh, need for infrastructure i've heard it kind of compared you know when you look at eastern north dakota those are farm to market roads and the, you know the the construction of those roads occurred you know in the early part of the 20th century you know when uh, when the north dakota economy was just getting rolling you know from the days of from statehood forward but that never really uh happened in in western north dakota because there wasn't really a lot of cropland so you you know it, it was more uh rangeland for cattle and, and livestock and that and haying and that sort of thing so you don't have a lot of those farm to market roads that's you know really kind of the situation in, in parts of western north dakota where the infrastructure is just now happening uh roads that uh, provide access to some of the more remote parts of the of the area. So. Mr. Jeff Simon, I'm going to ask you to hold on to that thought for just a moment. We're going to have to take, take a quick, brief pause here at Building the Bakken, but we'll be right back. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Music on today's program is written and performed by the Moody River Band. For more information on the Moody River Band, their links, and their music, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com and click on the Musicians tab. This is the Moody River Band. Already 
Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, president of the United Way of Cass Clay, says about Hatch coaching. One of our programs was where we asked Eric Hatch to come in and speak to this group, and it ended up being a group of about 90 emerging leaders, um, and talk to them about leadership lessons. And Eric just did a phenomenal job of reaching out and talking about uh, leadership from a very uh, personal perspective. He is one of our best leaders in the community talking about being vulnerable and what that has meant to him in his leadership journey. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery. A project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Well, I was two years old when John Lennon died. Well, I was 23 when George said goodbye. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. We continue our conversation with Jeff Simon, the Executive Director for the Western Dakota Energy Association. This is Jeff Simon. You know, it, it was more uh, rangeland for cattle and, and livestock and, that, and haying and that sort of thing. So you don't have a lot of those farm-to-market roads. That's, you know, really kind of the situation in, in parts of Western North Dakota where the infrastructure is just now happening uh, roads that uh, provide access to some of the more remote parts of the of the area so um i guess that if that's an answer to the question i'm not sure but i i actually think it's a fantastic answer and it really really explains a lot because you're right you know the, the grain elevators and the you know the two horse town type things they had the roads set up back in the day um you know whether it be from you know the wheel and buggy to the actual car um, and a lot of those places out in western North Dakota, yeah, you're right. I mean, I remember a few of those roads were compared to kind of some uh, timber roads up in the Black Hills. I mean, it was, you know, you needed a good four-wheel drive to get to a lot of those places. But as, you know, the Bakken is looking at a 20, 30, 40-year play, I can see where there's a very good case to say, hey, we need to have a road here for the next 40 years, so we got to put a little money into this. And yeah, yeah well, that just wasn't the case before because we just didn't have, you know, it was all speculative oil and boom and bust and that type of thing. So very good answer. Very good answer. Um, it is kind of one, of the, one of those untold stories. People don't realize how many new miles of roads have been built uh, to service the oil industry to, to move this product to market. Yeah. And, and I think it's a testament, too, to say that there's a lot of faith and a lot of evidence to say that this is an industry now. This is not a. Like I said, a boom bust type of a thing. No, this is 
this is an industry that's based on you know a, an oil price and if they're drilling a million barrels a day at thirty dollars like they did during the downturn they've they've got a few things figured out to at least keep the lifeline going um during some of the downturn times um uh gas capture uh, I wanted to ask you about, you know, we, we know about the One Oak, and I think Oasis just opened their new plant yesterday. Um, you know, we've got a lot of the bigger companies that are doing some, some of the gas capture and the gas gathering. But are you guys getting into some of these science projects at all, some of these new innovations, you know, the ones that kind of show up to your well site and turn it into, a, I don't know, some kind of liquid gas right on site or whatever. You know, I call them science projects. Justin Kringstead calls them like value added. He gives the real name for them. But, you know, it's uh, do, are you guys getting into some of those um, ancillary type uh, companies or, or that side of things? Or is it mostly going to be focused on some of the, you know, larger percentage of the whole thing? Because, you know, the bigger companies make up about 90 percent of that gas gathering. So. Well, I certainly follow uh, industry efforts to, you know, to develop value-added projects. And uh, you know, recently, before the Oil and Gas Research Council, they uh, approved uh, uh, a study that will look into a potential storage of um, produced gas. Um, you know, injecting it into sandstone formations. You know, just because you know we don't have the processing and takeaway capacity, the, you know, the gas is just—it's uh, coming on faster than the industry can build infrastructure to deal with it. And we do have gas capture targets. It's going to ratchet up to 88% uh, come November 1st. So, um, you know, there, there are some concerns about that, whether it would, you know, potentially uh, cause some ratcheting back of the oil production just because we can't manage the gas. And those targets are not going to change. 88% is is uh, going to be the target to, uh, from this point forward. So, um, you know, we talk about you know, maybe, you know, more natural gas fire generation. And there have obviously been projects looking into, uh, you know, uh, using some of this natural gas to make fertilizer or uh, plastics. Um, the, the the problem is, you know, always, as always with that, we're, we're a long way from the market where it's going to be used. And that's, um, that's really part of the issue here. But certainly, you know, we're two and a half BCF per day, that's a billion cubic feet of natural gas. And that is a is indeed a huge volume of natural gas, and that number is just going to continue to grow. Well, that's why I ask about the value added, because this is really their time to shine. Um, whether, you know, they got to beat their chest louder, they got to, you know, fine-tune oil profit, they, they're probably not going to use you. I mean, you know, but, but if you can show that you're making a profit or breaking even at least, you know, then they'll probably let your science project come and become a value-added thing. So, uh, that's kind of why I bring it up that uh, it's, it, I, I don't know, I look at it like it's really their time to shine because, you know, these gas gathering plants, you know, you know some of them are a year out, two years out. You know, it's not a quick fix. It's, it's a long-term solution. Um, and we're kind of in that area of quick fix. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the industry is open to any kind of innovation right now. If you've got, a, if you've got an idea, uh, the industry is going to listen. You know, people don't uh, necessarily know, you know, we've got about one and a quarter million barrels of oil being produced every day in North Dakota, but um, when you process that gas, we also have 400,000 barrels of natural gas liquids coming out of the Bakken, too, and, um, you know, that's a, that's a good commodity. That's, uh, you know, the, the building block the, uh, of the plastics industry, the petrochemical industry. Uh, a lot of value being generated here, which we can, 
you know, do that value added. If we can get to that next step, I think people would be thrilled with that. Jeff Simon with the Western Dakota Energy Association, executive director on the line with us. A um, couple questions left here. Uh, we'll get into the sponsors and some of the people supporting the uh, annual meeting here in just a second. Uh, and that's kind of what we're talking about, using the annual meeting and kind of going out from there, talking about you know 2018, some of the things that they're looking at and you know with the gas gathering projecting out a little bit. But um, you follow, you do quite a bit when it comes to uh, policy and uh, government relations and that sort of thing. Uh, what are some of the key topics right now that the listening audience should keep an eye on? You know, say the, the, the top three uh, oil and gas related um, policy and kind of from the political side of things. What should people, you know, if they see a headline, what should they possibly click on the story to find out more because it's going to impact the industry? Jason, that's an ideal segue into day two of our conference because uh, our annual meeting. That's you know a lot of the political talk is going to come up on on day two. One of the one of the biggest issues, probably the biggest issue with the industry right now, is workforce because you know the industry can't grow, it can't it can't function without people. So uh, on day two of the conference, we're going to have a workforce panel. Um, we're going to have uh, Daniel Stenberg from McKenzie County Economic Development in Watford City is the moderator of that. Uh, we'll have Paula Hickel, the job service uh, uh, manager from Williston, Pat Bertinoli from Nuvera, he's their HR man, and then Dr. John Miller from Williston State, who's very familiar with the uh, all the, the technical training programs, process plant technology, those sorts of things that are provided by uh, the, uh, the community colleges in North Dakota. Um, we also have an education funding panel, um, and that also plays into this, you know, uh, uh, we got to have good students coming out of the high schools, but we got to have good schools to get good students. And um, then the morning concludes with an overview of what has been dubbed Operation Prairie Dog, and that is uh, ongoing uh, funding to support communities that are impacted by energy development, which is going to be paired with, actually, um, an infrastructure component to fund development in non-oil counties as well. To listen to the full-length interview with Jeff Simon, Executive Director for the Western Dakota Energy Association, or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Crude Life Media Network is part of a giant social media, 350,000 followers we have. We've got pages uh, in other shale plays, but if you'd like to be a part of our network, say uh, the Bakken or the Eagleford or the Permian, we have the social media covered. We have 350,000 followers. Go to thecrudelife.com, click on our social media tab, and we've got our social media network listed right there. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio Heard on the Crude Life. The music on today's program is written and performed by the Moody River Band. For more information on the Moody River Band, their links, and their music, Visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com and click on the musicians tab. This is the Moody River Band. We all do what we do so we can survive. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable hatch coaching is. Well, don't just take my word for it. 
Listen to what Greg Tavine of Emerging Prairies has to say about Hatch Coaching. When I think of the world that I want to live in, it's with people that care, that take risks, that reinvent themselves, reinvent their organizations, reinvent their industries. And Eric's a model citizen for that. Uh, he's, he's trying to solve problems. He's trying to bring people into those solutions. He, he does incredibly well, but he lives generously. I think a community filled with people like Eric that are solving problems, giving it their best, and creating an environment for others to lead and soar and succeed, that's the place I want to live. And so Eric's the type of person that's in, in my community, and I'm really grateful for that. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. <laughs> this is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Hey, folks, I want to take a quick second to tell you just in time for summer, the Crude Life T-shirts are now on shale. Three different designs available. Show your support for the industry and become an energy enthusiast by living the crude life. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the T-shirts now on shale. That's the Crude Life T-shirts now on shale. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Nicholas Burris with Magna Beerus Oil. Nicholas Burris, Magna Beerus Oil, LLC, Sheridan, Wyoming. Now, you're based out of Sheridan, Wyoming, but I think the last time we checked in with you guys, you guys were drilling to finding some success down in the Illinois Basin. Do I got my notes right? Yeah, yeah, we just moved down from uh, that area down here to the inexpensive drill and a lot more risk-friendly. So what's happening down in the Illinois Basin? Uh, we're continuing to, to do what we've always done. We're drilling oil wells, um, having success at it. We've uh, just acquired a lot of oil wells in the Illinois Basin that are for sale at this point. A lot of uh, landowners at this point cannot afford to keep their oil wells up and running by themselves. They don't have the experience to do it, so they're putting them up for sale. And it, uh, it's actually become a, a lucrative opportunity for people that would like to, you know, get into something without drilling. It's already been drilled and it's producing oil. Well, and also the last time I checked in with you, they, the, you guys were doing like a $75,000 well or trying to come up with a, a really favorable number for an entry-level um, investment. I mean, you know, you're talking about, you know, something under a hundred grand. That's I guess would be considered entry level on a lot of different aspects. Actually, under a million is entry level on a lot of aspects. But uh, talk to me a little bit about that price point and where you guys are at with that. Well, we're continuing the same thing. We've still got 2,500 acres that's available for drilling in the lower portion of the Illinois Bay, and we're keeping it at that set price. Um, we're 
we're doing that for a reason because we believe in the more that we drill, the, the better off we'll be in the long run. We're doing our best to establish a a network of oil wells throughout the Illinois basin, both you know re reentry wells and drilling wells. And uh, because of mess up, we've decided to just at the same rate we've been always doing, and it seems to be working rather well. And people are seeing pretty good returns on that seventy-five thousand. Is that's the set price, right? Seventy-five. Yeah, it's seventy-five. And when I say seventy-five, a lot of people think that's just uh, you know drilling and that's it. But that includes everything. And as long as we own the leases that we have designated for that. But uh, you know, right now it's between thirty and forty, and uh, that's that's pretty good for the market nowadays. Now, where is the Illinois base, and what states are we talking about? Well, it runs from Illinois, Indiana, and goes into Kentucky, uh, around the Indiana-Kentucky border, around Owensboro, Kentucky, and down through Davies County, Ohio County, Butler County, and Warren County. A little bit in Scottsville, Kentucky, which is Allen County, but the majority of what we're concentrating right now on is Warren County, because uh, that's we've had our best success at so far. And it's inexpensive to drill, and we go up higher into the Illinois base, and we have to drill deeper. And when you drill deeper, there's more of a cost to it. So we're kind of staying in the same area right now for cost effectiveness. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, I, I do a lot of covering of the Bakken, and, you know, they're talking, you know, $7 million for a well, that sort of thing. But they're also going two miles deep and doing some pretty complex fracking. Um, for 75000 I I mean, I, how, how primitive, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but – you know, some of these fracking things are pretty complex, and to me, it would seem like you're using a lot of old school methods to uh, get this, this, um, I guess, shale or this, this, this land cracked. What, what? Without divulging your secrets, what are you guys doing there at the well? Well, it's not really a secret. A lot of people are doing it up here. We just realized the profit potential in it. That's why we moved to this area. But it's a simple, it's a simple drill with an air rig. There's no platforms or anything to put up. The area is already set up for electrical most of the time. A road structure is great, so there's not a building of roads. Um, we we got to between you know 800 and 1500 feet to hit our oil up in what's called the coniferous, which you know you can Google that. Uh, Illinois Basin Coniferous in Kentucky, and you'll see the success it's had. It's got about 85 percent success rate of going through it. And so it's a simple acid stimulation. It's not really a frack. We put 2,500 gallons of acid and pressurize it into the formation with packers, and that does the job. So as far as the, the old-fashioned serious fracking, it really doesn't work in the Illinois Basin because it, it down here, especially where we're drilling at right now, there's a lot of red clay. To listen to the full-length interview with Nicholas Beerus with Magna Beerus Oil, or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Building Bakken Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of our social media links are available at thecrudelife.com. Right now, we've got about 350,000 energy enthusiasts following the Crude Life social media network. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. And that concludes another awesome episode of Building the Bakken Radio, and I would like to personally thank each and every one of you who listened and tuned in our program this week. There are so many options out there for content and entertainment today. 
and we are so grateful that you have chosen Building the Bakken Radio and the Crude Life Media Network for your option today. Again, thank you once again for listening to our program, our non-political, non-polarizing program known as Building the Bakken Radio. Now, was there an interview that you wanted to check out? Well, you can access past shows, features, and full-length interviews at thecrudelife.com. We would also like to invite you to be a part of our social media network. Join our ever-growing army of energy enthusiasts. We have quite a presence in many of the shale plays, like the Permian, Eagleford, Marcellus, Niobrera, and many, many more. It's all part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out. If you go to crudelife.com, click on our social media tabs, We've got a list of our social media sites, over 350,000 followers. We're strong. We're growing every day when we invite you to be a part of our social media network here at the Crude Life Media Network. Now, when you're at thecrudelife.com, be sure to click on our sponsors page. These sponsors make this program happen. Now, we've got some outstanding sponsors here at the Crude Life Media Network, and we ask you to please support them when you can. You know what? Heck, just reach out and say hello sometime. That's nothing like a nice hello. Click on the sponsors page. Check them out, crudelife.com. Thank you once again for listening to Building the Bakken Radio this week. We will be back next week right here on this radio station at this time once again. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Thank you once again for joining us this week, and remember, keep calm and frack on. You've been wishing you never been born. All I can say is that you try to behave and try not to get your mind blown. Seems like no matter who I talk to in the world of business these days, people are telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what Jeff Schatz, superintendent of the Fargo Public Schools, has to say about Eric Hatch and Hatch Coaching. I just thought that his story uh, about how he talks about the struggles that he and his family went through and having children and how, you know, everybody has a hot mess and how, how do you deal with that in life. And I just thought that really resonates well with, you know, folks. And so... Um, I thought that would be a great message for everybody to hear. Well then, beyond that, I've also seen Eric um, do uh, some of the other things that he does with emceeing and leading other types of things that he does. He does coaching, I know, with students, um, where the principals have hired him to come and do that. So I just extended that opportunity for him to be the MC too. He was very well received. For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Hey folks, I want to take a quick second to tell you just in time for summer, the Crude Life t-shirts are now on shale. Three different designs available. Show your support for the industry and become an energy enthusiast by living the crude life. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now on shale. That's the Crude Life t-shirts now on shale. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet. 
the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com.